0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And tonight we're talking about Season 5, Episode 3, entitled Four Walls and a Roof. Uh, four walls and an oof for me, <laughs> honestly. Four walls and a fumble. <laughs> I, I don't know. So I've watched it a second time, obviously, to get uh, another perspective on it. Uh, another, another chance to uh, figure out what I thought about it. And I... I came down a little less harsh as I I think I tend to to give it a little slack the second time through because uh, I I kind of know what to expect and I I don't know it, it kind of
1: harshes my critique on it a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I did not not like this episode. Mm-hmm. I just think it easily could have been all the issues I had were solvable issues that they you know i'm not saying that i like this
0: episode i think there were some things to like uh overall i i think they could have done a lot of stuff better um and and their plan still doesn't make any fucking sense to me
1: that's what i'm saying like the ending was great mm-hmm. uh the resolution with you know rick and company killing everybody it was badass sure bob stuff great and the Bob stuff, if you take my criticism of I think that thing... That, and no one took it exception in the tons of email we got. No one said that we were wrong, that that wouldn't be better at the tail end of last episode. So if you take okay. that criticism out, then the setup was not even that bad. Uh, actually, the setup was great. I thought the last two episodes have built towards this moment beautifully. I just feel like they... Sh- I, I don't know I just I don't I don't get it and we've got definitely uh, some con takes here mm-hmm. some people defending Kirkman's remix style and feedback and well, that's fine I mean it's just my opinion in my opinion I don't mind remixing I don't mind changing as long as it's better than what we got on a page and it's one of those things where does Kirkman understand his own material does he understand the the point I thought he was making in the original comic as far as Rick's group versus this group yeah, yeah. and if so did he weaken that position in the television show? It's obviously my opinion that he did. And that's the thing. Like I, I just hate seeing someone get dressed up in a tuxedo and have a big giant spaghetti stain on their shirt. Yeah. It's like, yeah, did you not good. see the spaghetti stain when he walked out the door? Did you not have time to hit it with some oxy clean? Did was the dry cleaner closed? What? why did you show up with the spaghetti stain that's what this episode was it was i fucking love spaghetti man yeah i mean they clearly went through a lot of time and effort to to do a lot of things good on this episode and uh they they messed up and that's the other thing is you gotta understand my conceit is that i really enjoy the survival aspects of the show and the uh you know watching Rick's group do smart strategy and try different things and mm-hmm. um it annoys me when i'm taken out of that by things that like what the hell are they doing you know
0: yeah uh, there's well there's a fine line between what the hell are they doing and ooh what are they doing
1: and the other you thing know? is i also i i feel like that um they had a lot of characters walking a fine line between Chewing the scenery and effectively selling a uh, particular madness or grief or rage or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I think Andrew Lincoln did a great job. I think uh, uh, Lawrence Gilliard Jr. did a. I, I was scared, but he. I think he. I think he successfully walked a tight, tight rope. Yeah. Seth Gilliam can do better. I did not buy. And, and it's like I, and, you know, a lot of people send feedbacks like, "Well, you don't understand you know, this guy's." No, I understand the position he's in. <laughs> I understand exactly. I understand the yeah. feeling that's on the page. That I just mm-hmm. the performance itself didn't feel genuine to me. And I've seen this guy in the best television of all time, and I know what he's capable of. Second time through, it wasn't so bad for me. Really? Yeah, nah, it was still rough for me. Uh, I thought, I thought
0: it was. Yeah, uh, I thought it was better than the first time I saw it. See, Bob,
1: Bob's is better because, yeah. like, a lot of times when I'm watching this, I'm like, you know, when we're watching a kid on stage and they're at a recital, and you're like, you know, you're kind of like, oh god, I don't know if they're going <laughs> to nail this, and then you can yeah. relax when you know they did. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Bob's Bob's performance, Larry's L- Lawrence's performance was like that for me. The first time, I'm like, oh god, this he's he needs to bring it in a little bit. I'm not sure when is he going to go from the sobbing to it, the maniacal yeah. laughter. <laughs> Second time through, I can just like, yeah, he nailed it. Sure. Uh, didn't uh, Father Gabriel's uh, played by Seth? I thought it's like when the guitar a player
0: swings the guitar around their back and starts playing behind their back. They're like. This is a tricky move. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. But yeah. then
1: you realize it's fucking Jimi Hendrix, and
0: yeah. yeah, he is going to pull it off. But
1: on the other hand, if they do that and they start missing chords, and yeah, then it's a shit show. Yeah, it's like why you're not you're <laughs> yeah. not as good as you think you are. You buddy. should have just stuck to playing guitar <laughs> Stay like Stay in a your lane, person. asshole. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Um, and there's 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 certainly room to disagree as far as comic book adaptations and yeah, how yeah. faithful got to be material. And I, you know, so. We'll get there. Hopefully I can articulate my opinion well enough Mm -hmm. that uh, people at least understand where I'm coming from. Okay, sounds good. Let's get into the recap. Whoa, whoa, sir. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. You just slow your fucking roll. Um, Uh, First of all, we got a contest, our last contest winner, uh, that has got a season four DVD or Blu-ray, their choice. Uh, Their choice Pop. I'm going to send you an email uh, after this podcast is over. But Nick Antonovich was our the winner of the final contest uh, I'll be contacting you through email with all your different choices uh won some ScreenMonsters.com artwork uh, which is some really awesome screen art they got uh really if you're looking to to really nail your Daryl costume, they got you covered on his wings that you can mm-hmm. stitch onto to your vest uh, they got a lot of cool uh walk uh walking dead inspired and horror theme inspired screen art. uh highly encourage you to check out our buddy there uh Richard at screenmonsters.com and uh copy a free copy of my book and a free bald move t-shirt so that's the prize pack you got coming your way Nick congratulations secondly uh the writer and director the director of this show is uh, Jeffrey F. January which is his, this is his first time as director. He has been the assistant or second assistant director on a lot of Walking Dead and hmm. some other shows, but this is his first time as his, his first directorial uh, debut. And Angela Kang and Corey Reed uh, combined to write these. Angela has written about eight episodes of The Walking Dead. Sure, a couple of good ones, and two episodes of Terriers. And I didn't find any information on Corey Reed, but um, I don't know. I didn't feel like in this. I, I, I felt like that. Maybe it is a writing problem, but I didn't feel like there was a lot of bad writing and bad direction, although maybe, arguably, Seth could have used a couple more takes to really nail that. I've, that's the other thing. I'm I'm having a hard time thinking a pro- professional director was watching the dailies and, like, yeah, I really feel solid on the emotion of the scene. But, you know. No, well,
0: no. Like I said, second time through, I didn't think it was as bad. Uh, I thought it was, you know, good enough. Um,
1: good enough. That's what we go for.
0: Yeah. Here yeah good enough. you know it's walking dead, good enough is good enough. Ah, the soft bigotry
1: of low <laughs> expectations
0: um but I felt like there were just some communication problems, like huh, w- with me as an audience member, hmm. because, like I said, in the instant cast, I thought they were buckling in for some kind of siege. Didn't happen that way, yeah, that was not at all what it was intended, but that they made me think that
1: i don't know maybe their time the the time is a problem they don't have enough time to block these shots when they're setting up the the action scenes um they get there and like ooh, i'm not sure you know if if this all makes sense logically but they don't have enough time to reset to a different location or to plan something else out yeah uh well let's get into the recap i do want to say we could
0: we could speculate on this stuff all day yeah okay go ahead okay (laughs) uh and we'll talk more about this stuff when we get to it
1: so if you're lucky
0: uh, we start out with Gareth and company still eating Bob, and just chowing down and g- going to town. I mean, there's one guy who looks like he's having a fucking orgasm eating Bob. I mean, his eyes are rolled back in his head. He looks like he's got this weird quivering lips. See, that's kind of
1: disturbing. I thought that they did a lot of interesting symbolism in this episode. Um, some mm-hmm. of it's a little bacon gauntlety, a little ham-fisted. Uh, but sure. every show does that. I mean, most yeah. shows, are engaging in symbolism, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, they get a little Bacon gauntlety. And I feel like that they were making overt uh, comparisons between the hunters and the zombies. Yeah, they're that, walkers trying to get in the window. And that guy eating, I thought he was, a lot of the actors were going for a very zombie-ish, eating human flesh yeah. type of type of look. For sure. Uh, no plates, no forks, no just just tearing at the meat and there, you know kind of great white shark in it. No plates and forks in the uh, zombie apocalypse, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, why would they have plates and forks? Uh, anyway, like a man, goddamn it! Bob reveals in this scene that he has tainted meat in spectacular fashion. Sure, he's screaming it. He's trying to. I, I don't know if he's trying to attack attract the attention of someone or the walkers or something, but he's screaming it top of his lungs
1: i mean he's heard this guy monologuing and he's had enough yeah. and now he's gonna put him in your place i like i got a one-two
0: punch for you motherfucker
1: before plus, i go out plus you stupid pricks yeah. i i i like hearing yep. you don't hear prick a lot you don't it's hear a prick good one. A lot. it's a good one yeah it's a very good one and uh, th- everybody like vomiting and spitting it out and freaking out about it yep yeah we find out a couple of things here
0: um one, Gareth has an unhealthy obsession with bears. Uh, two, <laughs> they, they marked their way here on those trees so they could find their way back. So they're the ones making the marks. It's not hobo code. Not hobo code. It's not morgo um, code. Although I wonder why the marks are a different shape. I don't know why they didn't go with the same shape for every mark. Mm. That seems strange,
1: but Okay. Um, Well, the other thing I I saw that I I was reading, I actually wasn't reading anything about The Walking Dead. I just happened to be doing something else and reading about trail markers, okay, like what the Forestry Service uses to mark trails through woods. And they have the symbol of codes that can tell you, like, this is where you need to stop and make a turn, or you need to veer left or veer right, or don't go this way. And I thought maybe they were trying to make you know, some kind of internal homage to that where the line with the dash going one way might mean to turn that way. Yeah. And the X might mean you need to stop and, and make a, you know, stop this trail and make a radical or I don't know. Hell, I don't know, but yeah. Stop and eat a cub. I didn't think that <laughs> cub snacking station. Yep. I feel like that Gareth is just kind of rambling here and he's like, where would we go back to terminus? Like I get it's on fire, it's a big fucking metal building with a lot of fencing. You've you've taken the time to draw all these maps and, and have all this, uh, you know, thing where the food's coming down to you. I don't know that it's a bad idea to go back there um, and, re, you know, mm. and reset up shop. Would you say the same about the prison? No, the thing about the prison is the prison had a hole, gaping holes busted open. The fence was compromised in several places. And, you know, the utility of it, I I feel like, was much less. Um, Hmm. But where I feel like the the utility of Terminus is that they've painstakingly made these these maps that all go to a central place and they funnel in their prey. And they've got the tracks. They've got the tracks. All tracks lead to Terminus. So it's like, and and the way they, they quote unquote survive, I feel like that they could probably replenish their ranks. It seems like they give people a choice join us or die. I'm surprised it hasn't yeah. bit them on the ass before, <laughs> pun not intended, <laughs> because yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm all about eating people, yeah, and then the second they turn their back, you know, rat-a-tat-tat, but... Yeah, well, you have to eat some people in the process. Well, you know... That's the thing. You know? <laughs> you do what you gotta do. <laughs> gotta stay above ground. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I also, speaking of symbolism, you, we you touched on it, but... I really like the scene of the zombies all pressed against the glass. Yeah. And, you know, him touching hands with them. Like, you know, they come to visit him in prison. And, uh, and seeing his reflection of his face overlaid with a zombie face. Mm-hmm. Matt's pretty heavy-handed, but they're... He's a monster. Yeah, I mean, they are. They are monsters. They're, in fact, they're much more dangerous than actual zombies. Yeah, because they're smart. Oh, Well, I was going to say, it's like they're... <laughs> Are we going to debate whether or not they're smart? A little smart? bit smart. I don't know. They seem fairly smart to me. A little overconfident. Not not ready to h- handle
0: Rick's jelly. Sure, sure. Well, that's what happens when you have a bad plan. They they must have listened to uh, what's the name? The hat guy. The hat guy. Yeah, hat guy came up with that plan.
1: Oh, you're talking trucker He was hat? just mad. Yeah, uh, got beat to you know got beat half to death to uh by uh tyrese guy yeah sure he's like let's go in there and let's get him yeah that's my plan yeah let's go tyrese is (laughs) soft as a swab of (laughs) cotton we got no one we got no problem with this group yep uh carol's carol and daryl the badasses and they fucking hightailed out of dodge let's go get them they do
0: make mention of them having cooked the meat like we had discussed last uh, this time if sure sure uh they were actually going to be infected by that or whatever it turns out it doesn't matter because they're all killed anyway but uh they did make mention of it so i thought that was kind of interesting yep um and they also they made it pretty obvious last week the bob
1: was bit i thought I, was yeah, it a surprise to you nah not at no. all not at all because that's the way it happened and i mean so much of this is a direct lift from the comic series and sure sure now the only question i had was whether he was bit on his leg and if they had i thought that would be an interesting twist but it would make determinants people look even stupider sure or more stupid (laughs) look even stupider (laughs) look even more stupid because how do you overlook a giant bite mark on a piece of meat you're cooking
0: yeah whereas if it's on his shoulder and it's under clothes
1: i don't know how it got under clothes but yeah i I hand uh, you a hot dog He's mm-hmm. got a bite ch- taken out of it. I'm going to notice. You're going to be like, what the hell, man? Yeah. You hand
0: me a hot dog and a t-shirt, and it has a bite underneath it. <laughs> I won't know. That's the thing.
1: Um, <laughs> Bob got bit underneath his jacket and t-shirt. Yeah. Did the zombie just carefully you know, you know, know, make sure he got uh-huh. around? Did the, the zombies have evolved? Even the waterlogged ones <laughs> that don't have eyeballs have evolved to expose the succulent flesh before they try to bite through cotton the fabric of her lives apparently yeah all right all right Just how it goes and no blood seeping through that wound either Uh uh-uh no not that that shirt was clean as as if it came off mom's laundry line (laughs) yep (laughs)
0: uh anyway so sasha's outside by herself she's searching for bob of course she's out there by herself and she sees the mark tree and then she almost gets eaten by some walkers before tyrese grabs her from behind and then Rick tells her that sure. uh, Daryl and Carol are missing, too. So
1: Yeah, so I guess, you know, I don't have a problem. This show does a pretty good job at mixing up jump scares with non-jump scares. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have a problem with the jump scare with Tyrese. And I don't even have a problem with her getting tunnel vision with the night night vision scope, because I can see that happen. And the shows already. Sure. Like, if you're in season five and you're still complaining about the stealth walkers, Honestly, (laughs) like, I mean, you can make fun of them. I like to make fun of the stealth walkers. Yeah. The walkers that are completely silent until the camera focuses on them. And then, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, that's, this is by now what this show does. Yeah. Now, many people argue in email that also sucky writing and and puzzling plot decisions are what this show does (laughs) too. And I should maybe stop bitching about that as well. Hmm. They perhaps have a point, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe. I feel like zo- stealth zombies are like, you know, explosions in outer space. It's technically sure. correct that they you don't, would not hear them, and mm-hmm. it's super silent. And I kind of sit up and take notice when I see a TV show or movie observe that. Yeah. But I don't expect it.
0: Yeah. There, there are certain levels of believability that you get away with. Uh, and terrible plans and... Stuff like that is just not part of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's everybody's got a different suspension of disbelief going. Yeah. So they go, uh,
0: we're back inside the church. They're confronting Gabriel. Sasha goes up to him. She tries to get him to tell her what's going on, and he's not having it. And then Rick breaks in, uh, and he forces Gabriel to reveal his sins. Rick is apparently Gabriel's
1: new God (laughs) because he only confesses his sins to God. I think it would be super funny if this went down like, uh, Chunk from the Goonies, we just are confessing everything. You know, (laughs) I was 13 when I first started masturbating. (laughs) Wow, Uh, I committed. uh, Yeah, I didn't declare. Fifty dollars was given to me on my tax forms this one year. Just just goes on this exhaustive list of bullshit. Well, he gives an exhaustive list of bullshit reasons. Uh, You know, it was he always locks the doors at night. I was. I'm. Wait, I, I was unclear. Uh huh. Whether it was his general policy to lock the doors at night, I'm pretty sure every it night. Was. I think every night. Yeah. Okay. And it was. It, 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 also, it's also it was so early. He wasn't sleeping in late, right? No, it was just so early. He's so early. So early. And he did lock the doors that night. He did, and it was really early, as he does every night. I think so. And he he, he doesn't sleep in, but you know. That that's you, you gotta wait till the sun comes up before Father Gabriel's gonna get up and get at him. Sure. So so he must
0: have killed some walkers because he also says that he buried their bones. Uh if you say, okay, the
1: walkers ate them. I think the walkers leave after a while though. And he had cans. He had cans for days. Yeah, but he buried their bones.
0: So so you're saying the walkers chewed all the meat off them bones yeah. and then he they went did a, out?
1: They did the full lorry. Really? Yeah. Like Ooh. what 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 meat wasn't stuffed in their belly? Was left. Yeah, he buried Whew. the bones he could find. Okay, that's wow.
0: I want H- you, I hungry want you, zombies. I also
1: would like to invite the audience uh, to to keep in mind the image of Father Gabriel's or, uh, church. His whole congregation mm-hmm. clamoring outside the night that they bombed Atlanta, super early. But they're prying at the doors. They're prying at the windows. Someone has a, some sort of knife that they can scrape, you'll burn in hell. Yep. You'll burn for this, With the including the apostrophe. Mm-hmm. Just, just keep in mind that <laughs> mental image for a little bit later.
0: Yeah, I'm glad they used correct grammar on that. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm, I've got it in my head. Let's keep right. going. So they notice Bob outside in the yard. Uh, it's dark, but there's somebody out there. They run out to go help. They find out it's Bob. Uh, somebody shoots at him, and they pull Bob inside. This is where shit went south for me this really this shot the How? grassy knoll shot why i don't know why they shot so like if you step through this and you say okay their idea is to what make them panic they they throw bob out in the yard they say look what we did to bob and you take the shot to make them even more panicky and then you're not around to take advantage of that panic What's the point of making them panic?
1: Well, I don't know. So I'm going to... Um, in the source material, they, I think, always planned on dropping Dale at this point. Can you believe Dale is still alive at this point in the comics? That would have been horrible. They, they dropped Dale <laughs> the off. Show. They dropped Dale off as a way to uh, panic the survivors. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know to, to get them hold up and and, when the, and also to get them outside the church, because they started shooting at them, shooting the wound, like they, I think they hit Glenn in the leg, they might have hit somebody, in, but, but they were clearly aiming for like extremities to you know because again, they're wanting to eat these people. Mm-hmm. so they're wanting to hold them up, up outside and be able to pick them off one by one and in, inspire terror in them so they'll be more easily controlled
0: okay that sounds like a siege to me a siege okay sure now in Containing the show, them in this in this new a car which they make a very obvious point of saying this is now the a car i thought that was pretty
1: cool i thought it was awesome but it doesn't jive with their plan i don't the only thing i don't understand is that would have been more meaningful if we actually knew what the hell a meant like well a is the car that they were being held up in to be eaten yeah but does that mean anything to rick i mean that was an internal bookkeeping system it's like it meant something to the audience yeah and I and it meant it. something to get it's one of those meta things that i wasn't yeah. sure i i was trying to put myself into the mind gotcha. of the terminite so like they're sneaking up this church and they're they're like t he t he we'll this a on here and really really <laughs> fuck with them and i'm like rick doesn't know what the hell a means sure but i think gareth does and it's like what and does a he's book just know, doing well, it for his own pleasure what does a book know about the dewey decimal system you know <laughs> it's like you burn down a library and you find a history book and a guy cobbles together one shelf and then labels it eight ten or whatever yeah it's like the book doesn't give a shit i mean yeah, i guess you're doing it for your own amusement and you're right it was a he cool is. scene but I was, he's a little twisted so i was trying to think from a meta perspective what they were going for there it would it okay. would have been cool also i guess it would have made slightly more sense if they had, there was a collection of buildings there that they could then just start reestablishing their whatever kind of nazi-esque holocaust bookkeeping system they had yeah i don't need it to go okay that far like I'm, I'm i just thought it back.
0: the a was cool gareth I'm is it a, back. gareth is a lunatic
1: why not your honor i withdraw my objection <laughs> i mean you can have the objection no withdrawn strike it from the record Uh, Jury disregard
0: ever hearing that objection So I get that their idea is to Panic these people and I get that their Idea is to eat these people and not necessarily Just kill them all I still don't understand The purpose of letting them know that you're There that you're right
1: there And then Not following up on it I What do you mean by following up on it so
0: if Their plan was actually to let all Of the badasses out uh, to go to their camp to try to sneak in behind them into the church and kill, what, these other six people? Yeah. Why let them know that you're outside that building? But Why that... not drop off Bob and say, Bob will tell them where we are. Bob will, like, we will wait outside, not give away our position, wait until they leave for the camp, and then go in.
1: Well, the other thing is I was wondering if determinist people knew that they would know where they're at like i guess bob would have told him you know about father gabriel for whatever reason and
0: maybe but so so if they don't know where they're at the plan makes less sense
1: what do you mean i i guess i i'm not following to me it's like you said it's inspiring terror, so they come out and get their own, and then they start taking pot shots at them. I don't understand why yeah. they shot zombies. I don't understand why they shot a zombie. Sure. that that didn't seem to make sense at all. Because if you're trying to inspire terror, shoot. You know, uh, thank you, thank you. I was going to shoot this guy. Thanks for getting that. I mean, shoot one of the survivors as they're trying to get their w- wounded. Here's the thing:
0: the dropping Bob off at of the front door already inspires terror yeah that's the thing that inspires terror the fact that they captured one of your guys they cut off his leg they ate it and then they dropped him off in front of your door that tells you that they're there okay the shot is unnecessary and i don't know why they would like are they shooting that walker to preserve rick because it looks like rick had it handled anyway
1: Ooh, that actually could possibly be a valid reason because this is your meat you don't want the walker getting to you. I don't know. To me, it's like you, sh- you shoot one of the guys. That's, that, yeah. Because you're trying to amp up the terror. Like dropping off Bob and, hey, we're eating this person and we ate him alive. That's terrifying. That is going to a level of terror. But yeah. then also putting a bullet in a couple of you is going to make you even more panicky. And it also puts a clock on it because are they going to mm-hmm. stay in the church forever? Because exactly. they got a guy shooting and getting and bled out. Is it gonna weaken them? Are they gonna get mad and, and try to retaliate? That's I guess what I'm what I'm wondering about. And so I, I guess I didn't have a... But it's weird because what if they hadn't all what if the rest of them have not stayed behind in the
0: church? What if they had all gone out to be Gareth's camp? Then his plan is foiled. Yeah, I don't know what
1: Garrett does at that point. He's relying on just the badasses leaving the church. I think he's also relying on the fact that they've got kids and, you know, whatnot too like it's not but what is rick thinking rick knows that they know
0: where he's at Uh uh-huh and his whole group is sorry so if if he is abandoning the weakest members of his party knowing that they're potentially right outside the door Mm -hmm. and you know they have the gunfire and bob to prove it what is he doing he's
1: he's abandoning the weakest portion of his group though that's this is the the part that i have a problem with I mean so I
0: don't know I, I just think if Rick's plan was actually let's fake them out let's go outside
1: let's wait until they go in and come in behind them he which, waited way too long to execute right so this is this is the problem and, and I think that that's clearly the plan because it, it was a 10 minute walk yeah through the woods and I and it's a nighttime so I don't think it's like a three minute run. No, um, And I don't think they ran there and then found out that it was empty and then came back. I feel like that Rick went to the woods, waited for these guys to come in, and then moved in. But it's like there's not enough time elapsed for them to have plausibly made it to the tr- to school and then back. huh? And too much time elapsed for it to seem like it makes sense for Rick to do that as a plan and let Gareth monologue for all that a lot of t- time and, you know, yeah. we'll get there in a little bit, but I also think that that's what doesn't make sense about where they chose to do the ambush, either. And it also, it's like, you know, there's there's some things I'm willing to forgive. Like, if I want to get really nitpicky, it's super silly that Rick's group leaves. Literally three seconds later, Gareth's company enters the road and all walks in all together in broad moonlight yeah, down down the, down the main path. Yep, Like, the that is path. so fucking foolhardy, but... Who wants to sit there and wait five minutes for a believable amount of distance? Or, I mean, they could have done it, like, maybe this is a first-time director problem. He doesn't know how to effectively tell a story. It would have been cool to have an inset of Gareth's group cut to him, and they're like, you know, okay, you know, they're gone. Let's go. Let's move in. So at least it doesn't, you know, you can tell that it's like, you know, one guy walking out the door, one guy walking in. Yeah, it really felt like...
0: Rick's group was leaving to go to their camp. Yep, they just happened to be coming back the other way to go to the church again. Yeah, no, it's a double. Uh, it's
1: a double reverse fake out is what yeah. they want us to believe. But the timing was off for either of the two plausible plans to be in effect. And in I the, feel like it. And yeah. the way I thought was was what I thought was really awesome was the way that it happened in the comic book, which is these guys dropped off Dale. Took pot shots at the group and went back to their camp and just gloated over how, you know, terrifying these guys must be must be of them. And they're, you know, now, now wow that scene would have helped. They could have explained their plan. Yeah. And they're they like, could've... it's like, I bet they're in there shitting their pants. They're going to, you know, they're going to be ripe for the picking when we come back a little bit later. And then to find out, like, as they're saying that Rick comes up alone yeah and they say oh you know and then they're once again underestimating. they're like you must be fucking stupid to come up here alone and rick like gestures Who says, i'm alone yeah whatever. and they blow off the dude's ear yeah and so-, so it's like that makes rick out to be like you're a real badass and these guys that that was that, that was the arc this is the turning point of rick's group where they stop yeah. being afraid like what carl said which is what like last episode they're strong they don't have to put up with this bullshit this tin pot dictator crap yeah like we know where you are fuckers we've got automatic weapons and night vision scopes we're yeah. gonna roll up on you and execute every last one of you idiots and it was it is really awesome instead they made Rick look stupid. I mean, it's one thing to make the Hunters look stupid. That was kind of the point. Another thing is the Hunters had no previous experience with Rick's group. It kind of already didn't work. None of work. this
0: really feels like it comes through on the screen. Like, yes. That scene with the Hunters gloating uh-huh. would have been great. Yeah. Uh, I think they tried. Rick just giving a one-off line about how they probably think that they scared us mm-hmm. doesn't have any weight. It doesn't affect me. Right. It doesn't show me that, yes, in fact, these cannibals think they've got the upper hand, right?
1: But also, it's just so that's, it makes that's bad. The, yeah, the time and then the fact that wow. they. Well, I mean, we're gonna talk about this, I'm sure, when we get there. But just not just the timing of this, but the fact that you let them get into church and you let them spend tons of time and like, what the hell was Rick waiting for? Like five shots six, to be fired. Ten minutes. I don't know. Yeah, you know. So I, I don't know. I. Again, it's not just that it's different; it's just different in ways that made Rick's group look dumb mm-hmm. and muted the impact, which I thought we were getting. Which is, Rick's group is a force to be reckoned with. Rick's group is not going to fall victim to someone like the Governor or these termites again. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, I I see what you're saying. All right, let's move on. Bob tells everyone what happened to Gareth, uh, or what happened with Gareth. You know, they bit bit into his leg a couple of times. Uh, Rick asks about Daryl and Carol, and Bob says that they drove off. And is then he shows him to find that
1: out. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then they shows him the bite. Right. Says it's not worth getting the the first aid kits because check this shit out. Uh huh. Not good. Uh, but shoulder is a bad place to get bit. You, you can't it's cut that worst. off. Not really. Yeah.
1: The head is the worst place to be bit. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: But but shoulders right torso, up torso. I mean torso's right up there with head. Torso. Yeah. You can't if do anything. You can't tourniquet and cut off. You're fucked. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we find out also in this scene that jim who was way back in season one got bit and turned into a walker uh he lasted almost two days before he even before they even left him right and who knows how much longer he lasted after that Uh, a lot of people were just complaining about how if bob was bit he would have turned immediately like the time span is too long no no he had plenty of time sure plenty of
1: time if you want a a gripping account retelling of of jim's epic zombie fever dreams and how long it took to turn you can check out my book that's available at book.baldmove.com it's 2.99 on amazon it's a full recap of season one with survival guides awesome do you like that book? yeah it's no, that's, organic that's, as hell that's good that's that's better than whole foods you can't get more organic than that <laughs> all right so rick gets uh the location oh i want to oh. say also this group trades pity so easily like Sasha's ready to kill Gabriel he offers his fucking sofa for Bob the rest in and she's just on her knees thank you from the bottom of my heart uh-huh. like what the, it's like it's like no bitch we will take your sofa thank you back and the yeah. so, upside the head
0: yep Now they uh maybe Gabriel will join their group become a real part of it Who I think knows? that's where it's headed like
1: that's badass
0: Tarantino preacher
1: style thing. Um, I kind of like. Uh, it would be interesting like, to like see him. How about from Brain Dead that preacher? No, no. Well, oh. <laughs> see, I, I was just going for just like characters. Uh, you know, in Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. they had the interpreter or the uh, the the yeah the German interpreter or whatever that he joined uh-huh. the group and like this is a badass war hardened group and this guy's never seen combat and he's kind of squeamish and afraid. I, I feel like that that's. Always interesting to throw an everyman character to make it relatable. You know, you got this sure. group. It's, it's increasingly deranged in a good way. Uh, you know, psychopaths with hearts of gold. You throw in a guy who's pretty much been untouched through all this. And it's 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 an interesting dynamic. Yeah. When's he finally going to man up? Maybe Tyrese I can quit know. being such a baby now that we got a real <laughs> real softie in the group. There you go. Yeah, so Rick gets location of Gareth's camp
0: and decides to head out. But... Before he can do that, Abraham thinks it's a better idea to take the bus and leave, and they get they they almost get into a fist fight here. Do not lay hands. But Glenn is able to convince Abraham to stay until the next day by volunteering to go with him. Yeah, volunteering Maggie too. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they make it out like Abraham is the the ticket here. Like Abraham is the guy who gets them out of the crisis. It feels like. You know, when they're in the church and uh so first of all, Glenn is convinced that they need him to the point where he's willing to break up the group and go with them the next day. Um that tells me that he's important. The other thing that tells me he's important is later on when they do take Gareth out, he's the one who kinda of swings around and flanks
1: Hatman. Sure. Uh and kind of puts an end to everything. I mean, Abraham and Rosita are kind of badass. Yeah. Eugene is not. But I, I don't know that they couldn't have done it with Glenn, yeah. Rick, Michonne, Daryl. Or I guess Daryl's not there Because yet. they left Rosita behind. She wasn't even... The only real muscle they added was Abraham himself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that he needed him either. I don't know. I think Glenn is hell-bent on not breaking up the group. And he's also hell-bent on... But then on, he
0: promises to
1: break up the group in order
0: to not break up the group. That yeah, doesn't but, make
1: sense. So I think he's worried that Rick just never will go to Washington. Like if Abraham okay. leaves without them being fully on board, that Rick will just wander out in the wilderness for forty years. So he's manipulating Rick into following Glenn and Maggie. Uh, I don't know. I think he's over the dictatorship. I, I, then he hmm. as much said so. This isn't your call. Like this is my family, and you don't get to tell say who leaves and who goes. But last episode, we're following Rick. We're with Rick.
0: Every sure. single person went down the line and told Abraham we're with Rick. Right. But things—I mean, I guess things have changed—and it felt to me like this was a ploy on Glenn's part to keep Abraham there and maybe buy them time to change his mind.
1: But it didn't work out that way. Well, and there's, you know, several feedbacks of people wondering why did Abraham leave? Yeah, like once he's the, very convinced about Eugene. Once the mortal threat to Eugene is over why can't you spare a day or two to wait for the people that did save your life and help save your life?
0: I don't know. He's gung-ho.
1: Yeah. Gung-ho.
0: Um, yeah, I think we can we can move on. Sure. Uh, Sasha tends to Bob while they talk about his bite, and he does. He plays a little bit more of the good apocalypse game. She doesn't want to not hearing it. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, not happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh Bob says he he you know there's the end and the beginning of things, but he really likes the middle. Uh I thought that was, you know, typical a bobism, the positive Bob mode. Uh then we get Rick laying out the plans for taking out Gareth's camp. And then Sasha decides that she wants to go on the mission. Tyrese says that she should forgive Gareth instead. Oh my she's God. confused by this. Uh, so she leads him with a knife and heads
1: out to kill. Uh, Here's Gareth the thing. With the group. I think Tyrese had the germ of a good point that wouldn't have made me piss blood when he's like, when Bob wakes up or when Bob is in pain or if Bob, it's Bob's time to go, he's going to want to look up and see your face. Yeah. And that's worth more than revenge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But saying this, preaching this forgiveness of Gareth on all this shit. It just makes me want to punch him in the face. Yeah, Tyrese has gone soft, way soft. It's not even—it's not even soft. It's—it's turned into a jellyfish. I mean, soft is still—it uh, has some kind of substance. He's a vapor. Yeah, he has no resistance. No, I just don't it's get it. Gone gaseous. Yeah, I, and I keep on thinking that. Okay, well, maybe this is the turning point. Maybe this is the t- turning point. Do Do you think? Sticking the knife in Bob's head at the end will finally be what they need to let Tyrese move forward as a character. Because I I just don't get this. I just don't get this, man. Mm -hmm. Talking about forgiveness of Gareth, an avowed cannibal that's out to kill them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously tied up in his experience with Carol. I just don't know what in that experience would make him want to forgive cannibals. Would he not kill Lizzie? does he think uh, that was a bad call from from what i gathered at the walker Soccer panel i don't think so like i don't i don't think he thinks that was the wrong thing to do but i don't know that his character would have been able to do it
1: well i that's fine yeah. i can buy that and you know h- him describing later on in the episode that uh, when rick asks you know how was it for you getting away from or getting determined terminus, he goes it killed me yeah clearly it 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 caused a big toll on him i just thought that him preaching forgiveness for gareth's crew was a bridge too far sure i don't even sure. think father gabriel come out of boxcar a wanting to forgive gareth
0: <laughs> probably not no so rick and company stroll out of the church like it's easter sunday uh they head towards gareth's camp while they leave all the least capable members behind um in some sort of bait and switch maneuver uh, Gareth moves in on the church and he corners the survivors into listening to a speech for a good solid six seven minutes.
1: So if you are the other thing, if 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 Gareth's plan, as you're looking out at these people, these badasses leaving the church and they're walking out single file, mm-hmm. and and you're trying to ranch these people like cattle, don't you thin the herd a little bit? Is it his goal to it's... literally capture everyone alive?
0: That's the thing that makes no sense. Uh, One of the things that makes no sense, because you can't. I mean, the moment that guns come into play here,
1: you're not going to be able to capture everyone alive. Hell no. Because what what impetus does Rick's group have to surrender? None. Zero. They know what will happen to them if they do. Right. I mean, that's one of the things that took the teeth out of his temptation of Father Gabriel. It's like, I mean, I guess Father Gabriel, he's a stranger. He doesn't know these people. But anybody else, if Gareth is like, hey... You you sell out your friends and I'll let you go, bullshit you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: so the appeal to Gabriel was not a problem for me. I thought it was actually kind of smart. Yeah, sure. To Why try not? to say, hey, we know that this guy is not part of this group. He doesn't know what we did, so let's get to him. Sure. Um But it, I just can't believe that you go outside of the church, right, to pick up Bob. Bob has obviously been eaten and dropped off at the doorstep. Somebody takes a shot at you, and then you walk out of this church like you're going to a pool party. Yeah. This
1: is fucking stupid. Like, even if that's your plan, to walk out and, and, and say, yeah, we're walking out of here, all of our badass armed... Like, Gareth has got to know that you know that he's, he's around out the area.
0: Why wouldn't he shoot at you, and why would you... Th- Okay, not even the question why wouldn't he shoot at you. Why wouldn't you think he was going to shoot at you?
1: Right. Was that, <laughs> was that also part of Rick's plan? People that want to send me an email defending us, so they're like, well, maybe we'll take a shot or two. Maybe we'll lose one or two people, but that's acceptable losses. No, no, he certainly isn't thinking that way. You know, There's like, no way. Again, and he's got night vision equipment. I feel like if I would have accepted, even though I think it's still risky, I would have bought them going out the back door of the church or Mm -hmm. out a side window or something as Hollywood for this is sneaky. Yes. And I've got night vision equipment and I can scan the perimeter and and see what's going on. And these guys don't, they don't have that equipment Mm -hmm. and I can get the upper hand. I would have accepted that this plan literally makes no sense for anyone involved. It makes no sense. You're absolutely
0: right. It makes no sense from the other side either because Gareth strolls up to the church like he owns the place. Right. He knows they have night vision. He right. knows they have rifles with scopes and silencers. He's not even worried that this they're going to use this where from they're the window. outnumbered
1: 10 to 1. Yeah. And they have a bad tactical position. That's rough parity. And if you throw in Rick's night vision equipment, it's not even that. Not I mean and and Rick told him he's got all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I it, it's just really puzzling. It doesn't make no sense No one is concerned for their lives in this scene. And no. it's no. It's
0: shocking to me. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there's there's also the sign that Eugene looks at while they're uh, huddled in the church there. Oh, speaking it says, of Eugene, stupidity is also a gift of God, but one mustn't misuse it. Yes, writers of The Walking Dead.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, oh, no. Do you think? I also thought it was really funny about Eugene and Abraham's like father son exchange. Like, Eugene, okay. let's get packed up and go. I I, I don't want to. Now! Okay. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Hilarious. He, Eugene, If God bless him. If we didn't have it, there'd be no humor in the show at all. Yeah,
0: you're right. So. Um, uh, but the real meaning of that sign is to not abuse people who are stupid.
1: Like, to not take advantage of stupidity. Sure. Uh, Although, that's the thing. Rick's, which. This would have played a lot better if Rick's group was also not being stupid and take advantage of the Terminite's overconfidence and stupidity sure uh
0: okay so at the last moment rick comes in and he uh blasts off
1: gareth's fingers wait wait Mm -hmm. you're moving way too fast i got way more nits to pick oh boy so father gabriel's whole congregation outside clamoring at the doors prying at the windows and doors yep can't get in yeah gareth's crew gets in with a fucking bowie knife in three seconds yep it's just they're in yeah. Gareth, I, I think. Father I think you could have got in that door with a credit card, honestly. <laughs> I think Gabriel's congregation might have wanted to die. They so. insufficiently motivated to get inside. <laughs> they, they were. They were. Oh, man. All right. Anyway. Is that enough nits? There you go. I picked my share of nits. All right. So
0: uh, Rick comes in. He blasts Gareth's fingers off. Gareth begs for his life, and Rick kills him with a red machete, just like he said he would. And uh, the rest of the group then kills the Terminites. Yeah. And Tyrese and Gabriel look pretty shocked by this carnage. Oh, Glenn,
1: okay. Tyrese, fine. It's stupid, yeah. annoying, but... That it's, is his character it's, at it's the moment. It is his character at the moment to be shocked. Yeah. I think it's hilarious that he made sure to open the door wide so the only two kids in the whole thing could get a full, <laughs> full, full view <laughs> and, and full sounds of all the butchery going on out there. But whatever. Father Gabriel, whatever. Yeah, Glenn and Maggie the fuck is wrong with you two? So
0: I wonder if this plays into their act their commitment to leave. So do are they actually disturbed by what they what they did here? The way the the savageness the
1: I don't know, the because brutality with which Rick killed this guy. Their acting says yes, Maggie's cold reply to Gabriel saying this is the house of the Lord, uh saying it's just four walls and a, a roof. Yeah says no so yeah i mean i guess what it is is like the people actively participating in the butchery like they got their adrenaline running and all that but the people that it looks like mag there weren't enough weren't enough terminites to butcher to go around (laughs) so glenn and maggie are just sitting watching this and maybe just like wow this is fucked up Mm -hmm. you can say this is fucked up while still genuinely uh or generally uh approving of the proceedings I suppose so. I, I just wonder if it doesn't weigh into their decision to leave, to actually so. go with Abraham. because Abraham's a butcher, too. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, he goes in and kills people.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. he looks like as, at least as much as a loose game. I mean, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't, except for, in this case, both devils are hacking at people with bladed weapons and beating them to death with blunt instruments. So Sure. All right. Um, and that's the thing th- there is no difference between Gareth and Rick except for intent and motivation like they're just as vicious and and, and ruthless yeah it's just rick wouldn't
0: hurt innocent people i feel like we talked about that either last episode or the instant cast yeah one of the two yeah uh sure i'm with you there he he will however so he will claim that he doesn't want to waste any bullets but he will shoot your fingers off
1: well i mean you got to cow him into submission at first because they do have guns why just blast him in the head uh, but then you are wasting bullets. You take two. No, bullets. you blasted his fingers off. Yeah. Instead,
0: aim three inches to the oh, right and take I his guess. head off.
1: You are right. I, yeah, I don't know. Again, they wanted to do the red machete again. That made sense in the comic context. Yeah. It didn't make sense. And the other and other. Yeah, uh, so let's 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 go back and talk about the tactics again. Like I said on the instant cast, because not everybody listens to full cast. Listen to the instant cast. Yeah. If Rick's plan was to lure these guys in, the ideal time to drop them was when they're all standing on the church porch. You Stuck got to, between the church you, you, and them. You yeah. go and, and you can even like people are like, "Well, what if what if the bullets go through the church?" You know where bu- when bullets for sure go through church. When you're at the one end of the church, and the other guys are in front of the fucking door that has all your loved ones in it, and you're shooting their heads, that's when bullets are for damn sure going to go through the church and maybe hit innocent people. You know whether they're when not. you can't get crossfire, if you arms? outflank him at the side and you got him in a crossfire. Yeah, I mean it's just I and I thought uh, I don't know. It it drove me crazy. It still drives me crazy to think about it. And I, I just don't think there's any defense. But sure
0: there is. If they had shot them on the porch, Rick wouldn't be able to kill him with the red machete. Just like if he had shot him in the head instead of the fingers. Well, no, he could have shot him in like the ass
1: or like, you know, I, I, yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. It's That's what they wanted to do. They set out on this mission. Let's make, you know, let's make Rick into
1: Babe Ruth and let's do this regardless of any tactical problems they still could have shot him and and gareth could have been like gasping for breath on the porch and rick come and, sh- and finish him off and sure. it still would have been just as badass i i again it's not my fault that they he rick babe ruth his kill shot and then the writers had to do everything to make it awesome but and i understand there's a lot of people that had no problems with any of these things either They're just watching it and they're not thinking about like why would they do that? Why did it? I guess that's fine if
0: you want to watch Walking Dead that way. Watch Walking Dead that way, right? Right. I don't care. I'm I'm just saying I can't watch it that way. I know, man. I really can't. And there's and there's that's it's not schlocky enough is the problem, right? Because I can
1: get into B movie bullshit zombie stuff, but this is not supposed to be it. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like I, you know, there were people they're wanting us to call bullshit on Carol's heroics at Terminus. I don't feel like Carol made stupid choices. No. Carol got lucky in a couple of things and yeah. things lined up for her to be to to be, to succeed. But I wasn't at any point like, God, what is she trying to do? Oh, oh no, this, what she knows about this terminus place is, is, is should tell her that she shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing that really drives me crazy. And I know everyone's different, but yep. Uh, so in this scene,
0: Michonne gets her sword back it's kind of cool
1: sure um, do you think rick will tell her tell michonne sword about all the cold hearted smack she talked about not missing her maybe hey uh you know uh i might not be my place to say but michonne <laughs> says she did not miss you one bit and i thought you should know that as a true friend <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he
0: might do that i don't think so drama <laughs> uh then we talked about maggie saying this is uh just four walls and a roof which is the name of the episode then the whole group says goodbye to bob they they line up for a grim procession uh he thanks rick for taking him in and he reminds him not to become a monster and then later sasha asks bob uh what good comes out of this bad but then he dies before he can answer and sasha gets ready to kill him but then tyrese comes in takes the knife and does it himself
1: yeah. Uh, I thought everything that Lawrence Gilder Jr. did with Bob here was awesome. Yeah. I really... It's a shame that we're going to miss what I thought was really good chemistry between Bob and Sasha. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. they're the new Glenn and Maggie, or were the new Glenn and Maggie. And now that the Glenn and Maggie aren't there, <laughs> you kind of wanted a Glenn
0: and Maggie, right? Yeah. Well, I've, I have a feeling we'll see more of Glenn and Maggie.
1: I don't. I don't think they're done. No, I don't think they're done either. I just... I'm kind of over them. They're going to have to win actively win me back, which if you said that at the end, beginning of season 3, I would have been like, "No way." Yeah. Um but yeah, and and I like again, I th- I hope this is Tyrese t- turning a corner. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super wrong-headed if they are, you know, plotting out this whole season and like, "Well, we want kind of Tyrese to vacillate between doing what he needs to do and You know, respecting the life of people and not being willing to kill zombies because we want it to be really significant when he kills his sister. You know, takes that burden from his sister. Yeah, yeah. That's if that's what they were doing. I think it's dumb because a big brother doing that for his sister is going to be meaningful no matter what the circumstances. That's a touching moment between the family member. Like, look, I know, look, sis, I got this. Don't worry about this. You don't need the extra hmm. weight of, oh, now Tyrese is actually going to stick a knife through a recently dead human. But if you do have that extra weight, doesn't it make it better? No, I just told you. Doesn't it make you. it better? No, no. Why?
0: Oh. <sighs> Why? It, puts, it makes it... Have you um, been annoyed with Tyrese the last two weeks? I have, because I know he's killed
1: walkers. If, if he had a problem killing people only, okay. it might not be such an issue. But But this guy's dead. I'm just saying that you just answered okay. your own question. Like, the, I- the fact that you have been annoyed with the character. And I want to like Tyrese. I love Chad Coleman. Tyrese is one of my favorite characters in the comic book. And I it's somewhat interesting to invert him and in, in make him this, like, sensitive guy. I just don't like the back and forth. The, you know, I'm so mad that you killed my girlfriend. I'm going to beat you to death, Rick. Oh, yeah. I can't attack these walkers. Oh, shit, there's a shitload of walkers around. I'm going to kill them all. Oh, I'm back to sulking about my sister not being able to find her. Oh, there's walkers in the vine. I'm gonna be a, a an aggressive asshole and endanger the group just so I can kill these goddamn walkers. And now oh, I can't kill this walker. I got a baby in my hands. It's just fuck, damn man. <laughs> Stop with the flip flopping and a waffling. Is it too too much like a Lori flashback for you? It's it's this show does that. The show likes to yeah. walk in circles.
0: I feel like there's a good way to do that, and there's the Walking Dead way to do that those are not the same thing
1: and you know i yeah i I get it i mean i'm i'm there's probably arguments to make against that maybe this is realistic uh, and maybe this is what real people do but i'd like to remind people that i'm watching television not for reality (laughs) i'm looking for heightened reality i'm looking for you know stuff that's better than real life it's more interesting than real life dramatized dramatized reality
0: um, all right, let's move on to the the, uh, the the scene where Abraham and Glenn and Maggie and Tara, all, all those people leave. Uh, they give Rick a map of their route to D.C. before they do that. And I free, I went through and I did a freeze frame on this thing. Mm-hmm. And you can see exactly where they are. Sure. They are on I-85, about 60 miles outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, got another 550 miles to go to sure. get to D.C. It's a long way wow so if they travel 60 miles every five seasons and they've got 550 <laughs> miles to go we're in for a 35 season show
1: uh no that's not gonna happen <laughs> um what do you think about sasha making a homemade cross when they're fixing to, when they're fixing to abandon a church that's loaded with really awesome crosses <laughs> You can't take a cross from the Lord's house. No, I'm sure Gabriel would not have allowed
0: that. Or, well, he would have complained, and then they would have done it anyway. He but. offered a sofa. Yeah. In for a sofa, in for a cross. That's what the expression no, is, that's right? No, wh- that's a cross too far. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Don't have any secondhand crosses? Some scratch and dent crosses you can get rid of, Gabriel? Nope. Nope? Okay. Well, you know, at least Sorry. we asked. Uh, f- fair point, though. Yeah. Uh, Rick then
0: goes over to help Tyrese dig some graves. Uh, I got to say the shot of him looking at the map and then like swinging around and panning up Rick and over to Tyrese was pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Sure. I like that. uh, I also like uh, Abraham's
1: love letter to Rick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry I was an asshole.
1: Yeah. Uh, The world needs Rick Grimes.
0: Yeah. eh, We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, So Rick goes over and helps Tyrese dig some graves and asks him how it was for him trying to get to Terminus. Tyrese has to killed him, and then Rick disagrees.
1: Why is Tyrese digging a grave for the Terminite, be- Term- Terminite people? Can, I, we need to stop asking why with Tyrese at this point, right? I'm just saying. <laughs> like, they like, have a long-standing well be... bury-our-own-burn-the-others policy uh-huh. that I find you know whatever D- taking the time to dig holes to put these assholes in so Do i they attract walkers maybe i no they're 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 stinking dead people at this point or they will you be want stinking soon. dead people around I don't, don't so? you yeah that's how you
0: camouflage sure. yourself from the stinking dead people sure i mean bury bob sure bury bob yeah for yeah. sure bob can go in a grave I don't know man uh i feel like tyrese is i I don't even want to comment about tyrese's character all right i feel like neither of us had a good have a good grip on it at this point. fair enough um and then that night michonne's out pondering her sword on the church steps when gabriel comes out making
1: up for lost time
0: yeah she's looking at she's not sure if she wants it or not but she's got it and then gabriel comes out for midnight chat and he's he's haunted by what he did Mm-hmm. He's, he's telling Michonne that
1: this is a good scene.
0: This uh, was, yeah.
1: This, I thought so. You know that that seems like a plausible thing. A person or Will has ever stop? and I, that you know uh, Michonne can can speak at that. She's been, yeah. Michonne and Rick both have been psychologically damaged individuals that have more or less come through okay on the other side. But it was yeah. a long way to get there, and she could talk about it. <laughs> sure. Also, you need to stop being a puss and learn how to kill walkers, Gabriel. Like. It cracked me up how fast he noped back into the church. <laughs> Leaving Michonne on her own. Yeah, Michonne's yeah. out in the dark, keeping a lookout, whatever. Okay. Why, when she hears rustling in the bushes, does she get her sword out and go investigate instead of like knocking on the door and being like, hey, there's something outside here? Can I get someone to back me up? Or, or yeah. even te- or even if she said, Gab- if she told Gabriel, go in and tell the other, you know, go in and, and get somebody. Mm hmm but sh- these people just walking off into the woods in the middle of the night i you don't have to have a response for that by I, the way yeah i don't
0: i don't care to think about that
1: okay honestly uh what about daryl just jump scaring an armed person i didn't feel like it was really
0: a jump scare really i feel like he kind of crawled out of the bushes you and couldn't do like a <whistles> or something like no, that No,
1: you could say Hey, Michonne, it's Daryl. Yeah. You could say something like that. You could, or if he'd st- if he'd tripped and be like, "Bullshit!" Yeah. It's like, "Oh, it's Daryl." Yeah, they yeah. need a code bird. They this need, bush is bullshit. They need they need a challenge response system. They do. They really do.
0: Uh, it doesn't feel like this group is very organized for as badass as they are, and for as many years they've been doing this. Yeah, not super organized. Uh, anyway, Daryl comes out of the bushes and he says uh, he's with someone, but it's probably not Carol. I'm thinking it's not Carol. It's a cliffhanger for yeah. cliffhanger's sake. Uh, he th- The fact that he doesn't answer the question, where's Carol? And has kind of like a concerned look on his face, mm-hmm. to me says that's not Carol.
1: Whoever's coming out of those bushes. I, I totally agree. Okay. I also don't understand why they make this a cliffhanger. This has got to be the dumbest attempt at a cliffhanger <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, like, let's say, let's what if yeah. it's Beth? What if it's someone we don't know? What if it's Morgan? And then it like, just falls flat with a fart. Like the, 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 I mean, this is... Or like, what if it is Carol? Like, <laughs> what's the point in that? I mean, I mean, the, the the cliffhanger is, yeah, if it is Carol, then I'm going to riot. I'm going to flip yeah. tables and be like, fuck you. But if it's one of the other people, like, show them the surprises, not who it is. It's how they got there and why. Yeah. Don't they understand that? No. Like, I'm not tuning in next week because I need to find out who Daryl brought back. Yeah. The questions about... I need Who to find out how Daryl brought as them how back. how and why in the story. Yeah. damn, Why don't they get this, man?
0: <laughs> I'm with you there. I, I don't agree with all of your complaints, but that one... It's just
1: like the Bob thing. Makes sense, yeah. Like, let's, you know, I don't, you know, we want to save the tainted meat part to open up the show. But it doesn't, but neither of
0: those work as well if you don't include both of
1: them. It's like they don't understand pacing, like the whole do you build gradually to tension and then you have a climax and release, you know? Like I don't know, man. That, uh, th- th- doing this doing doing a doing a cliffhanger like this just I feel like fucks up the flow. I don't feel
0: like I could do a better job though. So, what am I going to say? Really? What am I going to say? Okay.
1: I'd say it's I've Carol never made a TV or it's show. Beth or it's uh Morgan or it's some mysterious stranger. Well, if it's Carol, there's no reason to question like sure. how or why she got there. That
0: right. would just be
1: terrible. Right.
0: Uh but I'm just saying it's, if probably it's Morgan. If it's Morgan, that would be kind of awesome. And then yeah. you would want to show that at the end of the episode.
1: Yeah, like if like it's they a, did with the Morgan. It, that's a teaser, which yeah. is different than a cliffhanger. That is is interesting. Yeah. But that is like a non cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Alright, well that's it for the episode, man. Yep. Why don't we get to some feedback? Well, first, we've got to pay some bills and uh, a couple things you can do to support the uh, the Bald Move Empire. Uh, we've got Patreon, we've got Subable, slash uh, bald move, and slash bald move. Patreon is where you want to go to get extra access. For example, if you're a top level Patreon su- uh, supporter, you could be watching this podcast live on video right now. Actually, not even right now, like two hours ago. You'd have gone back into the fast or future, and you could be watching it right now. How cool is that? Also, back ad Back to free. the fast and futurist. Also, ad free. You don't have to be listening to me flapping my gums trying to tell you what you can do to support us anymore. You're like, i have supporting you already, fucker. Get out of my ear holes. You can make that happen to Patreon. Or what if it's like, hey, Jim and Aaron. I, I want to know what you think of Sons of Anarchy. And we're like, fuck off, we don't watch Sons of Anarchy. You can go to subable.com and be like, I'm clicking, a, do. I'm clicking a button. You're watching Sons of Anarchy now, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Boom. You can bring that pain and you can do it on patreon.com and subable.com. Check it out to see how you can support independent podcasting. Also, I know, I know, I know there's people that we drive crazy with our nitpicking critiques, there's other people that love it. And there's plun I mean, I, there's not a lot of podcasts. That's the thing. Like, we're actually kind of positioning ourselves in worse shape by just telling it as we see it every week. Because sure. the weeks when we're like, we love the season premiere, the the quote unquote haters are like, you guys have gone soft. And yeah. when we're like, ah, oh, we really had problems with the episode, the lovers say, you guys are just hating to be hate. We would be an arguably more successful show if we just pick a tack and go with it. We're a lot like Tyrese in that way. We're a lot like Tyrese in that <laughs>
0: way. The, the, the trouble with Tyrese
1: is he doesn't have our method to the madness. That's the thing. Like, if, if it was all just a lover cast, like if it was all just a talking dead type stuff, yeah. It wouldn't be a very interesting world. And I think we have a very... If you haven't looked at... If you haven't gone to patreon.com or Subable.com slash bald move, do it for the video alone. Because we have a pretty fun... I think a funny take where we compare yeah. our coverage of the season three finale, which you and I were not a fan of, yep. with what that would look like if we were an AMC-sponsored show. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, check it out and get a few laughs. Uh, also, amazon.baldmove.com. It still works, people. Jeff Bezos is a penny hoarding son of a bitch. We're taking him down. We're taking him down one penny at a time. Yeah. And we're, we're taking him by the roll now. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's running scared. He is running scared. He's got yep. a fetish for copper. Copper shortages at Amazon. He will not right let now. that stuff go. And you can help yeah. us drain him out. Clean out all his pennies by going to Amazon.baldmove.com. Same sh- great products. Same great pricing. Same great shipping. No extra cost to you. Just bringing the pain on Bezos. Yep. All about the pain in this on this on this <laughs> segment. Uh, of course, you can always rate and review us on iTunes. That's how we get a wider audience. That's how we get bigger. And, uh, yeah, thanks for all that you do to support us. We really appreciate it. And now we will get to the feedback. Jeff M. says, in your podcast, Aaron gave Daryl... Oh, this is going back an episode. Some of these, it's like, not often do I go back, but we got a couple of takes so strong that I had to go back to last week's episode. Jeff M. said, Aaron gave Daryl some crack for quickly knocking out the tail lamps in the car that he and Carol found by saying that was pretty dumb because he should have been knocking out the headlamps instead. You guys then both complained about how the headlamps would come on automatically and that would give away their attempt to follow the car with the cross on it. He lowers the boom. I am an automotive exterior lighting engineer at a major (laughs) U.S. auto manufacturer. Oh, shit. So I thought I would clear up something real quick. All cars allow you to manually turn off the headlamps. They are not all automatic. Could you tell me how to do that on a 2004 Pontiac Vibe? (laughs) Because I swear to God that would be useful information. Uh, The automatic headlamps are a new and very common feature in vehicles, but you have to set the switch to automatic position for this to work. Most people just put them into this auto mode and never touch it again. So I could see how you'd imagine that this is the default. However, Carol and, or Daryl could simply turn the switch to the manual off position and drive incognito with no headlights. But Daryl was smart to knock out the taillights because you can't turn off your brake lights. Yeah. They are most definitely automatic and always on for good reason. By busting out the tail lamps, their car won't be blasting red light behind them when they brake, which might give away their position. But even though this was smart of Daryl to bust out the tail lamps, all cars manufactured after 1986 are required to have a high-mount stop lamp, which Mm. is that stop lamp that is in the middle of the car near their rear window. Daryl, unfortunately, did not break that lamp, so they'd be giving themselves away when they hit the brakes with this lamp. But, good idea, Daryl. All right, we've been schooled, Jim. Yeah. I cannot argue automotive exterior lighting with an automotive (laughs) exterior lighting engineer. Neither can I. It's just not going to happen. You could. It'd be pointless. So you win You win this round, Jeff M. Uh, Kimberly. Wait, wait, wait. I, th- I think I skipped somebody. Andrew F. There we go. Uh, says, I have the comics, but I haven't read up this point yet and wasn't made super clear in the episode. Was the reason that Gareth and his group attacked a church as quickly as they did? Because after they found out they had eaten tainted meat in the form of Bob's leg, they realized they were going to die and wanted to try to take Rick's group down with them first? Mm, I don't think so I ask this because when Bob shows him he's been bitten The rest of Gareth's group freaks out yeah. About the meat being tainted But then this panic doesn't seem to come up again at all In the rest of the episode I'm sh- not sure if it's because Gareth is right When he told them that the meat wasn't tainted anymore Since he was cooked though Honestly this never comes up in the comics too There's not, I mean, less than an hour to elapse between them eating the tainted meat And Rick coming to lower the boom on them Pretty much just like this episode Okay. So we don't have a clear answer either way. I don't feel like it was out of revenge. I do feel like Gareth... No, they would have gone guns blazing. Yeah, I do, I do feel like Gareth was correct in his assertion that... that, Or at least they believed he was correct in his assertion that cooking the meat thoroughly would kill the, the uh, zombie virus. But more on this later. Okay. Uh, Kimberly, from the beautiful Hudson Valley in New York. I get your reaction to Rick and Company leaving the terms to go to the church... Uh, are leaving the Terms to get into the church. The Terms are not fighters. They were in a settled place for what seemed like a long time so I don't really fault them for not being tacticians but I really thought it was all about the symbolism of the moment when Rick's group walks out of frame and the Terminites walk in. They could have been the same group. Both groups are going to do the same thing destroy the other group, right? I mean to show it uh, had us following the Terminites and we were with them from the beginning and bought into their psychosis then wouldn't we think Rick's group were the brutal savages? Mm, probably not not if i have to buy into their psychosis yeah that's the thing that's the distinguishing feature um but uh he's also um so i don't know i mean to me symbolism is all great but it can't get in the way of storytelling and if that's what they were going for these groups are the same people it got in the way of storytelling because at least for me Mm -hmm. i mean the people that don't notice aren't going to notice good tactics from bad tactics the people that do are going to and you're fucking with us so uh she continues the moment when your michonne got her katana back was almost a sad moment for me and i don't think Mm -hmm. she was happy to see it deep down nope i did not get that at all but you said you did the fact that she was bittersweet about the sword coming back yeah she didn't want that sword back it makes perfect sense in light of her dialogue of last last episode yeah yeah i'm i'm with the emailer Um, I thought it was a more complicated reaction than that, that she had almost put away the person who used that weapon and was more in touch with her humanity. But then when she saw the katana, it was almost like a slap back to reality. Um, No, I think that's a great take, Kimberly. Uh, Mr. Rock in the R.O.K. said, uh, uh, one unspoiled take. You were curious about the spoiler-phobes take on the episode. Here's one. This is my favorite episode of the season. Yes, I found some aspects of it problematic, but these took me out of the story to a far lesser extent than aspects of Carol's Rambo rescue. Wide suspicions that Rick and company would double back. I still enjoyed the tension in the church. Would Carl be forced to kill his first humans since the restoration of humanity? Would the situation force Tyrese's hand to do what he couldn't when no one was looking? How would Father Gabriel or Eugene handle the melee? Would Bob turn from within as danger neared from without? The only thing I suspected was the cavalry would return in the nick of time. The only thing I knew was that Judith would cry at an inopportune moment. So there is a person who was gripped by the drama in the church. And that's the thing. And not gripped by the season opener. Yeah. I don't have a problem with what went on inside the church once they were there. It's the getting to and the planning involved that really did not allow me to really immerse myself into the situation. Sure. I,
0: I would be super curious. Uh, I don't know if he wrote in when we covered uh, episode one, but I am curious why. No, I'm sure he did. Episode one didn't do it
1: for him, but episode three did. I mean, there's lots of, I mean, again, there's lots of people to just call bullshit on Carol Ramboing up. And the fact it only took one, you know, one firework to blow up the thing and. Well, do you want to watch her shoot four fireworks?
0: <laughs> I mean, how many... It would take a lot of fireworks to try and hit that. I don't know. Because every firework is going to go off a little differently yeah. with a little more gunpowder, a little farther, a little shorter.
1: It's not like they're consistent at I'm all. I'm the wrong guy to ask, because you, would you care to guess how many times I put a firework down a tube and practice the angle and 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 pretend artillery I don't, I don't know if you're zero. it's a high number or a low number? It's a surprising high Do you, okay, no. you can buy 144 moon travelers for like 50 cents come 4th of July Yeah, that's a, that's that's half an afternoon's entertainment just right there man and from hundreds of yards away you could hit? Well, I'm not saying this is a moon traveler come on let's settle down <laughs> All right. if I scaled up that moon traveler yeah oh my god <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: Um, Glenn P. I'm not a comic book reader, so I loved it when Bob I stuck re- to black hats, by the way. Black hats, yeah, so you just need the little need, foaming, you need to get propellant into the mix to really get your blood pumping. Yeah, Glenn P. I'm not a comic book reader, so I loved it when Bob revealed that he had been bit and even cheered a little for his bit of screwing up Garrick's little soliloquy. I hated that the little hipster D bag and I hated his smugness. I loved it and I cheered even louder when they revealed the machete was on Rick's belt and his little, no, before he got hacked to bits. And Sarah's prison shanking of baseball cap was even better. Like I said, I'm not a comic book reader. I really love the way the hunters thought they were outsmarting our heroes and thought maybe Rick was leading his people to go to school to fool the hunters because he doesn't trust Gabriel, and I thought maybe he was working with the hunters. But at the end of the day, it's a show about the zombies, and maybe I don't put too much thought into the logistics. All the things you're talking about here were good. They're not the things I didn't like. The things I didn't like was how they got into the church and all that. You're right; it was badass when Rick hacked that guy apart with the machete, and it was cathartic to see uh, Sasha just go ape shit on Cap.
0: Yeah, I love seeing what her brother could not. I'm
1: tainted meat. Yeah, that was tainted meat, you pricks. That was straight out of the comics, which is why it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I mean, what if he? So that's what I'm saying. The people like, what if he didn't? What if he said something else? What if he just continued to sob? Because Kirkman really wanted us to get into the desperation of Bob, and thought it would it would take the audience out if someone had a defiant reaction. Would you be sitting there and say, "Well, you know, Aaron, the comics are the comics, the TV show to TV show." You'd say, you'd be like, "No, that sounds as, 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 way lamer than the comic version." That's all I'm saying, man. <laughs> I'm not talking a bitching because it's different. I'm talking because I feel like it's objectively worse, but. Hmm. that's one man. That's that's just this dead man's opinion. It's subjectively worse. Um, Megan B said, you may think I'm totally crazy, but honestly, think I'm starting to like Father Gabriel. It's nice to see someone who survived that side of the group who's not as strong as they are. I almost feel like that he's oddly enough a pretty relatable character for a lot of viewers. I'd like to think that if I were in a situation, I'd be all awesome and badass like Michonne (laughs) or Carol. But in all reality, I'd probably end up hiding for a while like he did. It sounds weird and cowardly, I know, but what you gonna do? Nah, it sounds like most people's reactions, I'd imagine. First, first off, you're totally right. Um, it's Something I spend a lot of time thinking about. What do I do in that situation. Second, it's super awesome. this show has two, three, four badass women. She could have said mm-hmm. about instead of trying to, you know, stick with uh, think about season one. Would you would you would you be say could uh, would you be able to say I would like to be all awesome and badass like Lori, <laughs> like, like Carol, Andrea, like Andrea? No, <laughs> I I do feel like this show is pretty awesome in that regard. Yeah, that there's yeah. tons of ass kicking women, and I love it. Michael H said, "I was oh man, this is the first of many people having a lot of disturbing insights into the eating of human beings." <sighs> And I love it. Michael H. said, I was interested in a discussion of the viability of cannibalism as a source of food. Who so are I, you? So I consulted my daughter's <laughs> roommate, Hannah, who is a senior at NYU studying nutrition. I thought you'd like to hear her thoughts on this. Sure. According to Hannah, human flesh should substitute for animals' flesh as a rich source of energy and nutrients. You are correct that high temperatures, between 120 and 150 degrees Celsius, should destroy all harmful agents in the tissues. It would have been had about the same nutrition nutritive content as animal flesh so you'd have problems if this is all you ate similar to a diet of 100% mutton or pork a better option is what we called the solient green scenario if you had access to a rendering machine you could capture greater share of the body's nutrients by transforming the entire body bones brains hair skin organs into McDonald's chicken nuggets <laughs> As well as the muscles and fat. This would boost the nutritive value of the uh, human body close to 90% of what you'd need to live healthily. This would also work on animals, i.e. eating the entire lamb or squirrel is better for you than just the tasty bits. Continuing this discussion, we talked about the value of putrefied flesh as an energy source. Hannah says that as the body decays, the nutritive value drops as a function of decomposition. You can eat a year-old stinking zombie corpse as long as you cook it thoroughly. (laughs) You lose mass of decay, and the remaining tissue becomes less valuable, energetically speaking, because uh, uh, coprophagic bacteria are consuming them, leaving waste products. So you could happily dump the most rank zombie into the aforementioned rendering machine, but your yield will decrease. The subsequent stinking zombie paste coming out the back end would be less nutritious, gram for gram, than ground Carl or Beth. Nothing about palatability here. (laughs) No, no, no. You mix with some tang. (laughs) Yeah. You mix with some tang, you'll be all right. Okay. There are some nutrients the body requires but does not store, such as vitamin D. You'd still have to find ways to get this, like walking around in sunlight. Sunlight, yeah. Hannah's looking this further, and I'll let you know what she finds out. Please do. And also, I'd love to know her ground zombie recipe. (laughs) Because mine could use a bit more work. I mean, sriracha only does so much. (laughs) Wow. Who am I kidding? Sriracha makes it 100% edible. Uh, Any comments on this, Jim? That's horrifying. That's horrifying, but kind of awesome. (laughs) Uh, David C. said, I have to call some bullshit on the cut of meat Gareth and his merry band of cannibals chose to eat. I recently ran across a video of where a backpacker should choose to cut first if he were alone in the wilderness and all he had was his buddy to eat i thought your senses of humor would greatly appreciate the contents yeah uh i will link this video in the show uh uh, show notes it's a video where a backpacker who does some kind of backpacking channel explains the best cut of meat on a human being apparently the legs are the worst um, if, if you're wanting to preserve fresh meat, the tricep is a good area to go mm-hmm. for, so you can remove the arm due to the tricep. But the best parts of people, like the pig, are the bacon areas. The ribs. The stomach, the ribs, yeah. the back, and uh, the ass. The sure. ass also apparently is good eating. Or rump roast. Avoid the shoulders unless you've got a crock pot in about 12 hours. Yeah. Um, but anyway, check that out. It's it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, he also says, Have you considered doing a cast on Sons of Anarchy? Uh, no, nope. n- we are too far behind. Seven seasons. There's no way we'll catch up. Uh, it's not that I'm not interested in the show. It's yeah. just I never started watching it. Um, the Nattercast does a really good uh, show on that. You should check them out. Google for the Nattercast, um, and uh, they do a week uh, a week by week episode breakdown similar to ours. So check that out. Ed, formerly of Chicago, says I have a quick question. Why was Tyrese and Rick digging two graves? I thought our group followed along the glenn saying, a bury our own, burn the rest. If that's true. Who was the second grave for? Himself. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I found it interesting that why Tyrese and Rick are gra- digging, Tyrese literally has one foot in the grave. Oh, no. And he says it killed me. Ah, Foreshadowing. Tyrese is dead next episode. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Uh, Ashley H. said, Aaron, hey I wanted to address your complaint about the comic book changes that you don't seem to understand. I don't understand. You... How, how can she get through to me, Jim? Kirkman has said on several occasions he doesn't want comic book readers to know what's going to happen next. So why that's basically no reason at all. It's his reason. I don't think that's going to change. I want to stab myself every time I listen to you compare something to the comics and you don't understand why it's different. I get it. Different, equally good would be fine, but you feel it's a lesser version. I get it, but it's not going to change. I would like to to direct Kirkman to the circulation of his comic books, which last (laughs) I checked were hovering around 36,000 a month. And Mm -hmm. the fucking number of people that watch Walking Dead, which last I saw was 17-something million. Who are you really trying to save here, Mr. Kirkman? This is bullshit. Bullshit. I, and I get it. It's his reason. It's not going to change, but I'm going to still bitch You're about it. You're saying 95% of the audience hasn't read the comic. I'm saying 99.99% so, of the yeah. audience hasn't read the comic.
0: So what's the point in, in making a big reason for changing major story points that are good on the, on their own... Sure. ...just for the sake of sparing the f- sure. few handful of people yeah. who
1: have watched it yeah. or have read it? Yeah. And again, I'm not. I'm not pissed about them changing... I'm pissed about him substituting. And that's the thing. It's it's not a change. It's a fucking remix. Yeah. Like, okay, you killed Dale. And that's one of the reasons, uh, uh, but, but you've brought the exact same storyline that you've substituted different characters into.
0: Yeah. Why not just have Dale do, unless there's something in Dale's storyline that you didn't like and you wanted to kill him off early because he didn't even want to do
1: that part. Probably cause Jeffrey Demund didn't want anything to do with the show after Frank Darabont <laughs> left. I mean, if you want to get yeah, into meta. Yeah, sure. Uh, say, you know, there's a there's I've a lot of, definitely heard of that. behind the scene reasons. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh for the record, I'm a comic book reader, that very much enjoyed this episode, I'm also glad that I didn't know what was going to happen next. But you did, Ashley. You did. Did you honestly not know that Rick was going to come in and get the drop on Gareth and butcher them all? So, yeah, how haven't... much of a surprise was it? Sure. That it didn't. It happened in the church instead of the school. I, I I just don't. I mean, yeah. And that's the thing with stuff
0: with... like Andrea is kind of a, a a mix up. I I feel like you know we complained about the stuff that happened with Andrea. We didn't like Andrea very much. That was a big departure from
1: the comics. Sure, Andrea's a badass in the comics. Yeah. So well, there are. In fact, there in fact, are Andrea's times Andrea is the sharpshooter that blew off Gareth's finger in the comics.
0: What what I'm saying is there are times where they genuinely do switch things up and that that keeps her guessing. Yeah. And so when things do play out the way that they do in the comic books, it's not like, oh, of course they did because they have to. Yeah. It's more like, oh, they did decide to do that this time. Right. So she doesn't really know if what she expects is going to happen or
1: not. No, that's true. So I mean, it makes sense. And there, that's like I'm – and and i I'm with you. Like I kind of f- am more engaged with the Eugene plot than I would be because there's enough of this remix stuff going on that mm. it I, I can't predict with certainty which way they're going to go with this. Yeah. So I, I like that. I just like if you're going to ape, if you're going to go 90 percent of the comic storyline, don't fuck up the ten percent. Well, we just want the part that they
0: improvise to be better. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, improvise where you want to correct mistakes in the comic.
1: Uh, Stella is, want to call bullshit on bullshit regarding our logic. I call bullshit on your Kong bullshit on any theory about this show on the grounds that it doesn't make sense. When does this show ever let something like logic or continuity or realism get in the way of moving through another 44 minutes every week? This applies to real, um, this applies to A, the zombie virus. Will it make Gareth's crew sick? Who the fuck knows? What do the writers need to do this week? That's what... B, Daryl's inability to track these guys. Sure, maybe Trucker Hat is a serious woodsman who let Carol and Tyrese sneak up on him in the woods. Sure. C, tree marks can't be hobo code because not enough people know what hobo code here in the real world. Bullshit. Just assume everyone in the world of The Walking Dead was once a fervent watcher of Mad Men pre-apocalypse. Sure, I don't know hobo code. You don't know hobo code. And hobos today probably don't even know the hobo code because they are likely... Uh, they don't likely need to signal to one another about which house to avoid or what story to tell because who the fuck lets homeless people into their homes for will work for food charity these days but whatever this is totally going to be the hobo code i i feel like she got me i'm gonna pull a watching dead listener move here (laughs) and say you're not a fan of the show
0: are you (laughs) (laughs) why are you even listening to this podcast if you're going to complain
1: about it uh, <laughs> no all Stella's, her points she it's tongue-in-cheek obviously stella scored a direct hit yeah she sucked my battleship yeah uh um liam neeson was on that <laughs> uh did he get no, no 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 i'm not gonna keep playing games Rob channing Roy. channing tatum i think was also on it mm-hmm James T. said, I'm a show-only watcher, and I must say I'm having trouble not laughing. at Abraham, the show's too heavy-handed and hinting that Bob was bitten, and they've made it too obvious that Eugene is full of shit. I can understand the other characters not picking up on it yet, but Abraham has been with this loser for a long time, and he still can't see it? Every time he says, we have to go to Washington, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Can't wait <laughs> to see him cry when, if Eugene ever confesses he tricked that ginger rube. Rosita gets a reprieve on this, since she isn't as gun ho about fighting Rick to take liar liar up north. I, it's funny because I Abraham is kind of ridiculous, his character appearance and everything, and I kind of wanna applaud them for just going with it. But I'm a comic book reader, and I like Abraham. He you don't he know feels Abraham to me like a Street Fighter character. <laughs> does, is what he feels like. He like. should be we wearing suspenders with one with one side unbuckled. Yeah, and he's carrying like a big two before. Yeah, that's right at two before. <laughs> two before. Uh,
0: yeah, he feels like a Street Fighter character, and I i i we talked about this in the instant cast, and it was my initial reaction to the Rick and Abraham stuff we didn't talk about it in this cast. that was my favorite part of the episode, I think, yeah oh yeah, was Rick versus Abraham were they gonna get in a fight that tension who you got was that real fight? to me, oh my god uh
1: Rick I kinda want Rick to I kinda got Rick, Rick too. I, I feel like Abraham is uh, such a big dude he's just gonna wildly <sighs> misunderestimate misunderestimate Christ <laughs> wildly underestimate Rick. Uh-huh. And Rick is just going to fight dirty, like teeth the testicles dirty, like no holds barred. Like he'll bite, he'll bite you. Yeah, he'll
0: he'll knee you in the crotch. Yeah, uh,
1: pre- gouge your eyes. He'll put. I just said he'll put teeth on your balls. He, he, <laughs> teeth the <to laughs> testicles. I that part. You, you, I steamrolled you. No yeah. teeth the <laughs> testicles. He will go there and not give a fuck. It is going to be like the the Bob bite, where he goes through the clothes, <laughs> yeah. or he's going under. No, <laughs> Through, under, around. Doesn't matter. He's coming at those. <laughs> and it's going to be... It, you hear that, Abraham? It's not just a bite. It's going to be like a great white death roll. You know, like just... <laughs> yeah, you clamp down and, and then you just start twisting, Alligator roll on just him. Just start yeah. twisting. Side to side, serration. Get it in there. <laughs> Abraham just... Meanwhile, Abraham's howling. Yeah, just, just screaming and high-pitched. It's, yeah. It'd be a shit show, man. <laughs> that I would pay to see. Rick wins I would that pay. By. I would pay... $55 to see that. I watched on Rick TV. rip a man's throat out with his teeth. I'm telling you, he could take Abraham. Yeah. Abraham, I'm, until I see Abraham rips another man's anatomy out with his teeth, Yep, I'm giving it to Rick. I'm with you. So, uh,. <laughs> Tim from Australia says, I have no problem with Rick's strategy in luring termites into the church. I think if this group had emerged from the bushes and started shooting at Gareth and company, it would have been a riskier plan. For one thing, some of the termites may have fled and escaped and therefore been a danger to the group down the road. That's not a bad point. Secondly, stray bullets flying everywhere could have endangered the people inside the church, unlike the bullets flying when they were taking them down inside the church. This idea of these guys getting uh, all together in a confined place in the dark was a great plan, especially given Rick's night scope in terms of endangering the people still in the church. I think this point by this point, everyone in the group is considered a badass. They still had Tyrese, Carl, and Rosita in the church. Carl's a badass. Rosita, I'm not sure about. I've not might actually be. seen her be a badass. Yeah. Tyrese might not be with badass. Father Gabriel hiding in the corner. Yeah. Uh, although... If they threatened Judith, he'd beat, at least beat the piss out of him. Yeah. Might not kill him, but he'd beat the piss out of him. Sure. Uh, they're all more than capable of protecting themselves and Judith if necessary. This kind of bluff is also developing the Rick's favorite plan of choice, and I like that consistency. He did the same thing in the governor's crew back in the prison, uh, which is a, which was another th- tactic I fucking hated. He's referring to the season three finale, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Um, I... I don't agree at all but okay <laughs> i wanted to read the dissenting opinion yeah no there were a lot of them i, I saw it, yeah i mean i tried to take representative samples of, of mm-hmm. people's opinions and I, it is kind of a good point um about collecting them all but again that happened in the comic books it just happened at the schoolyard rick encircled and, okay. and and got the drop on them and didn't put his own people at risk that's that's the problem Huh. Um, Kells said when listening to the instant cast and hearing that the Beth storyline was not part of the comic book my interest was piqued since the writers are taking their own liberties with this storyline do you think it's possible they will rip off Orphan Black in which Helena was abducted by a religious cult and held captive for breeding experiments number one you had me at religious cult number two Kells uh, someone else I guess said that this is similar to a plot in Battlestar Galactica a forced breeding program Uh, sure no spoilers. Okay, really, Battlestar—it's been over for like yeah. three, four years. No, f- whatever. Yeah, there's a forced breeding program in that. Okay, so is that—that's kind of horrific. And sure, kinda, and it was—it it, was horrific in Battlestar too. Yeah, it kind of lines up with my the flip side of Terminus, yet just as oppressive and evil. Like instead of a death uh-huh. engine, you've got a forced life engine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think that might be interesting. Um man, it's just different use of human cattle, right? hmm Um Okay, Rick says Well, you're biased, Rick. Uh it's your group, goddammit. This episode is uh Should I read it in Rick Rick voice? I don't think I can do it. I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> Alright. This episode was gripping. It probably had me on the edge of my seat the most in a long time. Jim, I have to call bullshit. On your analysis of Father Gabriel, you are telling me that you have never felt remorse for something and held it in? I thought this was played magically by Seth Gilliam. I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to. I'm
0: having trouble taking this seriously. (laughs) He didn't want
1: to share his sins, but he had just been threatened by Sasha. And now Rick, me, myself was in his face. His repetition of, I always lock the doors, is him trying to justify his mistake, as we all do as humans. It was so early. Jim, what do you think? Uh, are you sure
0: he's talking to me? Did I say something in the instant cast that was like, <laughs> fuck Gabriel, I don't believe anything he did. Saying?
1: That's exactly what you said. Well, I think I, I don't both, remember that. I think that. we both were saying that we found his performance shaky. Yeah, and like
0: I said, second time through, not nearly as shaky.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I enjoyed it more. Well, Rick, um, I admire I admire your uh, Python work, and I appreciate <laughs> you keeping his group alive for five seasons. But uh, I still think Father Gabriel's a little shaky. <laughs> I think uh, there's a difference between shaky, not sure what to do with this scene, and uh-huh. shaky, I'm scared because these guys are about to beat me to death. And I don't want to uh, confront my sins, but huh. that's just me. Patience B says, I'm new to your cast this season, and I'm already a big fan. I love this episode for the slaughter of the termites, but I'm very annoyed at Maggie and Glenn. Their reaction to the slaughter was ridiculous, especially considering Glenn would be dead if it weren't for Carol, uh, Mm. the woman they refused to wait for. They also just left knowing that the only person who has any clue about this Beth situation just rushed (laughs) off into the night. Yeah, no shit. Well... I don't think Maggie even remembers she has a sister. I think she assumes she died in a prison at this point. I think the next episode is called Beth Who. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can she show up in a TARDIS? Sure, why not? You talked about the monologues and how Rick waited too long to take out the Terminites. I think Rick's group walked in right behind them and just stayed in the dark. Maybe Rick held off until the last possible moment because he knew that the more Gareth talked, the more his evil showed. He knew some in the group were still too soft when it came to killing people, no matter how much they deserved to die. And maybe he was secretly hoping Gareth would just come right out and say, Hey, yo, babies are tasty, or something equally horrendous. (laughs) Just an idea. You know, I would say that was ridiculous, except for that is pretty much the plot of the Walking Dead video game we played last night. Oh, yeah, don't no spoilers on no that because that is pretty new. But. but but you can get that on uh, Twitch Twitch TV slash Bald Move if you want to check it out. Uh, we've actually played through all of the episodes of season one and two, of The Walking Dead, hmm. during this month of the Dead promotion we've been doing. They'll be up on our YouTube account pretty soon as well. Yeah, because they they won't be on twitch for very long yeah just they, two they weeks. rotate them off weirdly yeah. um if you want to get the the go through the youtube archive it's on youtube.com slash bald move there's a playlist for the walking dead stuff so oh so we got f- uh, 400 days too yeah the uh, little in-betweener jacob s said i was kind of surprised you missed why rick and his group did what they did and let the turn rights into the church it was sort of poetic justice Remember back when they first got the Terminus, the termites let the group in and make them feel somewhat safe and that no harm would be done to them. Shortly after that, Rick's group realizes what's going on and they realize how dangerous the termites are and they are there to be slaughtered. Now moving forward to church scene, Rick was in charge of this scene the whole time. He knew that once they let uh once they left, then Gareth and his group would go into the church. Why did he take so long to get back in? He wanted to make Gareth feel like he was safe, just like they did to Rick's group back in Terminus. He's banking on Gareth's group, wanting to eat the rest of the group in the church, which would keep Gareth from shooting their guns, especially if there were walkers nearby. Once Gareth Gareth and his group felt in charge and safe, then that's when Rick's headshots and a couple of Gareth's guys, or shoots headshots a couple of Gareth's guys and stays true to his promise by killing him with the red-handled machete. Jim, would you care to take on uh, Jacob's take yeah yeah the whole
0: problem with this comes back to the idea that they want to eat each and every single bit of these people because it just can't happen that way it can't happen that way they know that there's going to be a gun battle people are going to be killed regardless of how they do this
1: also I don't know the poetic justice is is license enough to put your young son and daughter at risk for bloodthirsty cannibalization. <laughs> Maybe not. Just because Maybe it's not. poetic. Yeah, it's got a I, nice ring to it. The symbolism and balance. It's so tasty. So tasty, Carl. I don't know. I Without rehashing
0: all the reasons that I hated their plan on both sides,
1: I don't know that I I can address this email. All right, let's move on. Malcolm Mee said, Why would the termites mow Rick's group down when they left the church? They want them for food. Well, we've... We're gonna we're gonna dry pie. You, you
0: got to kill some of them.
1: You, you got to kill some of them. Yeah. There's no way you can get around it. Yeah, not because they're gonna kill you. Yeah, you better you fucking know, know that. It. You know they're gonna kill you. Yeah, this is an extinction. This is you have extinction on one side. You have no no reason not to resist. Yeah, uh, Giovanni V said. Now I don't quite understand why Abraham still wanted to leave despite eliminating an imminent threat to Gabriel. Why? Wasn't his main reason for wanting to leave ASAP, ASAP the Terminus Group. So could he not have changed his mind and stayed a bit longer to see if Daryl and Carol returned? Uh that's a good, good point. Who Abraham? Yeah. Why did he want to hide? Well, I mean, we talked about this in the cast, but I think Giovanni's right. I think he's just—he's itching.
0: He's itching to go to DC. Maybe he wants to just be done with Eugene. <laughs>
1: Like, I find I believe this fucker, but God, he's annoying. Let's yeah. hurry this up. That's, yeah. yeah <laughs> I got to protect him, but God damn. Yeah. He's a mullet. Uh, also, a small thing, but listening to an instant cast, I did find it a bit spoilery. You guys usually warn in advance before mentioning even things from next week's preview, but there was no warning this time. I make an effort not to watch those previews at the end, so I preferred if huh. you warned it before talking about them. Um, thanks for the feedback, man. We, we got a little sloppy there. Uh, our bad. We will do better next time. Uh, sure. The instant cast. We, It's tough sometimes not to talk about comics and stuff, but we'll just do a better job. Um, so yep. apologize for that. that. Don't worry going forward. We got your back. Uh, Nathan P. said, in the previous episode, Rick tells Carl that you are never safe, nowhere is safe. Why on earth would you leave both your kids in even more danger? Previously, we've seen a herd of literally flaming walkers, as well as Rick's group being attacked by Daryl's bandit group in the middle of the night. Both are potential threats in addition to the Terminite cannibals. So what does Rick do? He takes all of his toughest and most badass people in the group, even fist bump Tara, into the deep dark woods to get up to a location half a mile out while leaving the ultimate dream team at the church. Gabriel, who hasn't killed anyone. Tyrese, who won't kill anyone. Eugene, a sack of shit. <laughs> <Brazil>. <laughs> What's super hilarious is he censored the word shit. For our podcast, it's, right. it's, it's adorable. Okay. Rosita, who hasn't done anything since her introduction to the show. Bob, who is bit and has lost his leg. Carol, who is a kid, but in fairness, still a more badass than everyone else. And baby Judith, yep. who only reunited with her true family two episodes ago, but apparently that doesn't mean anything to Rick anyway. Completely disregard what I said last week, as Judith is once again in mortal peril. Uh No, I mean... Yeah, that's a very concise critique. Yeah, so
0: I'm still struggling with this shot of the church sign where Rick's group goes one way, the termites come the other way. We never see Rick's group leave the woods, right? Yeah. Is that to say that they're hiding in the woods waiting for them to walk by? Uh, Yeah. Or that they're just
1: not dumb enough to travel right down the road in the moonlight? No, they were waiting I feel like they were waiting okay. 20, 30 feet, yards uh, to the right of where Rick exited the scene. Okay. Well, how embarrassing would it have been if they just, like, ran up on him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, pardon us. So I,
0: I don't think they were actually going to their camp then. they They were just going out into the woods to take up a perimeter position
1: well then that makes it really i mean and that gets the termites inside the the perimeter and gareth is a real stupid ass if he's not even checking to make sure he's going off in the right direction but hey man yeah uh he also ponders do you think the character of beth or the actress emily emily Kinney herself will be able to carry the next episode do you personally feel invested enough for her character that you will care about what she may be going through next time no they'll have to get me reinvested which uh, is not a tall order. I, I was going to say, I like Beth. Yeah, she's, uh, she's important to... Well, she used to be important to Maggie. She's important to Daryl. Yeah. Um, she's... Kind, I kind of am intrigued at her and Carl's relationship. Yeah. She's good with Judith. Her and Daryl's Daryl's relationship are... That's I, weird. I don't mind Emily Kinney. It's going to be a big test, though. Yeah. I hope she's got some good writing and good direction backing her up. Because yeah. Because... She, you know, carrying an episode for anybody that's not named Andrew Lincoln, Chad Coleman, uh, Norman Reedus, Melissa McBride is probably a tall order. Denai Gurira, I think she could. Yeah, yeah, show, yeah, she could definitely. But outside those top five, I don't know that a, a Glenn centric episode or a Maggie centric episode would be that interesting as well. So, hmm. yeah, anyway. This episode, I know this episode is was was less than fresh because it brought the professional podcast critic daniel wb out of retirement oh boy yeah you know it's bad when he comes through he says this show is sailing along doing what it does so well (laughs) and then muddled into episode three some great acting from the wire alums but boneheaded writing just ruins everything you're dead on the observation that both groups act like it's their first week in the apocalypse why not eat d'angelo's arms first so he can walk himself around uh while acting as a human refrigerator since every (laughs) that's a good fucking point that's a good point since everyone is infected, that's the other thing about Dale. he had lost his leg because that was another remix that they put hersch they they gave oh, that's right Herschel Dale's leg, and they gave Bob Dale's fate, but they kept it, and they gave Dale a cow, yeah, they gave him <laughs> uh, since since everyone is infected according to Jenner, what difference does it make if you eat tainted meat, regardless of potential poetic justice if their turning lasts all of thirty minutes until Rick unleashes hell. On the cannibals. The silly fright tropes are getting increasingly lame as well. I'm looking through my scope as two zombies stealth mode into my personal space. Oh, there's a noise. I better wander into the brush for a better look. Did the talking dead explain all of this week's nonsense too? I don't know. I don't I know. No, I'm just I think he's making a joke about my joke about the talking dead does not yeah. excuse. Yeah. Having giant plot holes. Sure. Let's keep on keeping on. Thank you. It's good to hear from you again. I was worried there, Daniel. Jeff S. said, did anyone else feel like the pr- characters are all horrified by the killings in the church, are destined to die? Is this is this a sign of weakness, that they're unfit for the apocalypse?
0: No. No, they're still with badasses. I don't think
1: they necessarily have to die. Yeah, but so is Tyrese, and he's got one foot in the grave and the other on a <laughs> banana peel, so.
0: Eh, eh, well, we'll see about him.
1: Uh, Josh, H., uh, Josh H., Josh H., Josh qu- H., qu- question for you, real
0: quick do they put talking dead episodes on the dvds i don't think so god they should they're just going to sell you talking dead episodes aren't they
1: hmm that's actually not a bad point i mean it's free content no one gives a shit yeah i mean no one's going to go back and 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 i don't think there's any place you can watch them yeah so they have very little value after the fact it's something you can shovel onto a Blu-ray and, and it's justify... A pretty,
0: a fairly big bonus feature, Sure, right? Sure, yeah. That's a I lot of know. content.
1: I don't know. I guess we'll find out when we order the DVDs for the contest winners. And open them up and no. play them. No, <laughs> no, but we can at least read the features on the back. They can't be crunches that, can they? No. Don't you fucking lay eyeballs on my prize <laughs> package, you sons of bitches. Getting the itchy fingers. Yep. Uh, Josh H. says, I have a quick question. Do you think... Uh, actually, this is a little spoilery. Let's take this into the spoiler section. Okay. So, Josh, if you, Josh H, I'm gonna answer yours first. If you, if you wanna hear me talk about it, head into the spoiler section. Will you take us there, Jim? Will you lead us to the promised spoiler land? Are we done? Yeah, that's it.
0: You're not gonna tell people about Facebook and Twitter. Oh hell yeah! Email. Want to send us
1: email? kind of want to keep us down low for weeks so my 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 inbox can cool off oh boy but do it at watching dead at bald dot com and of course uh, we got the live thread on facebook that's always a rollicking good time uh, facebook dot com slash bald move and you can live tweet at jim if you got something funny to say at bald move on twitter yep boom
0: spoilers awesome thanks everybody for listening we will be back regardless of whether or not you like it uh (laughs) next week after that is a threat next week after the episode for the instant cast and until then i'm jim i'm aaron bye
1: with the spoiler section do you know what is listed prominently if you freeze frame on abraham's map atlanta yes (laughs) and alexandria oh is it is it in the path of the the red line it is it is very near to washington dc oh man and i'm wondering is that near confirmation that we will get to the alexandria safe zone at the end of this season could else be. why tease it
0: could be yeah
1: um, and it feels
0: like they've been moving pretty fast in uh in the plot i think we might have time to get there although i don't know exactly when that happens in the comics i haven't read that far and right i haven't talked much
1: about it with you so. well so you know i've I've gone back and forth about the t- timing of this thing mm-hmm. and the thing about you got to get to alexander before you can bring on negan and negan okay. feels like a mid-season finale or a mid-season... Uh, or a season finale, even. So, hmm. clearly they're not going to get to him this half-season. If they get to Alexandria at the end of this season... Th- or at the end of this mid-season... That's a lot of yada yaddying through 500 miles of travel. Sure. That's saying they had no adventures. If you get yeah. to the end of it at the end of this season... And then you have Negan for the mid-season of six. I could get behind that. Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm I'm not sure. I don't think I would be disappointed if they just said yada yada 550 miles. Mm. Um, It might be, you know, stretching believability a little bit, that they wouldn't have a problem along the road, like mm-hmm. uh, meet somebody or have to fill up for gas and get in a confrontation or something. Sure, sure. But I I wouldn't be too sad about that. So if they went ahead and did it at the end of this season, I'd be okay. Okay.
1: Uh, Josh H. says, I have a quick question. Do you think that they may do the Beth episode like the Governor episodes from last year, kind of a flashback and then catching up to current? Then perhaps Daryl could have brought back uh, Beth and Carol, or perhaps he let Carol leave and he himself found and brought Morgan back. What do you think of those ideas? Do you think that we're going to have like a three-episode Beth arc?
0: Uh, I hope it's not three. Like, two at at the max, but mixed in with other characters as well. Like, we can't just have an all-Beth episode, I don't think. You don't think so? No, we could have a Beth-Carol-Daryl episode. Hmm. Sure, I think that'd be interesting. Well, I mean, that's probably what we get, right? Yeah. And I think they're going to have to jump back a little bit and show us, you know, at least Beth waking up and, like, all this stuff. And I'm, I'm hoping, based on the preview for next week, that... Um, it's going to be somebody from the hospital that pops out of the bushes with Daryl, and that he will have uh, made contact with Beth and Carol will still be there. You meant
1: baby farm, right?
0: I, but I think it's it's actually a hospital. The building breeding
1: camp. Yeah, but the building <laughs> okay, itself yeah. is a hospital. I'm just I'm just fucking with you. Uh,
0: so it would be cool if you know Carol was still out there, uh, or it might be disturbing if Carol is still out there. Yeah maybe
1: they've taken Carol hostage and What do you like to think about him coming back uh, with Morgan? That would be cool too. That'd be I'd like to get Morgan. But I don't think that
0: can happen because it says several months, months later. later. Yeah.
1: Five months later. And there or something. was there was this uh, people like, well, duh, obviously look at the Ivy. The sign had slightly more Ivy crawling up it. Okay. And that's supposed to be illustrate the passage of time. Like I've seen kudzu, man. It would it's it's not it's that you wouldn't see the sign if that was it yeah yeah. um but yeah that's maybe that's going to be a mid-season kind of thing
0: it could be i just don't know how they get around the five months later thing because we are not five months
1: in rick's storyline at all michael mcbride said i have a really good theory at least i think so how about tyrese dies this won't happen for a while but with negan coming what if it infected what if it wait what if instead of him killing glenn it's tyrese uh, it would do some cleanup, it would get rid of characters that have been long gone, and would be a nice little flip as well, and let us keep Glenn a little while longer. But why? Why do we need Glenn longer? I don't know. I mean, that's the i thing. say let like Glenn die. The, the thing is, it's like, because my theory is they're going to kill Daryl, because that would actually make people flip their shit. And it would clean up some budgetary issues, and... Yeah. But the thing is, is, he's got this remix mode where, like, I don't see the value, because Tyrese is supposed to be dead now. Glenn will be dead once – or supposed to be dead once you get to the Negan storyline. Yeah. Uh, Andrew is supposed to still be alive. At some yeah. point, you just can't fucking undo that shit. Rick's supposed to be missing a hand. Uh. <laughs> sure. So um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you can use that logic just because it doesn't seem like Kirkman does. But I would find them beating Tyrese to death would be effective. I would – I. Mm-hmm. I mean, Daryl's so iconic – and I don't think, aside from killing Rick or Carl, anything could be more shocking. Yeah. Tyrese in, and Glenn are roughly, I guess, on the same level for me. Yeah. As far as effectiveness. Yeah. One level down from Daryl. Sure. One level down from Daryl and Rick and Carl. Yeah. I think Rick and Carl are untouchable. I don't even consider do them. So Daryl's yeah. the most shocking death that I'd actually... I mean, I guess Rick would be the most shocking, but that's just not going to happen. Not Michonne, for many, many maybe. Like I, I would view Daryl or Michonne, Michonne as Michonne, about even michonne tyrese and glenn we need to do a power pyramid here yeah no those would definitely be tier two uh whole shit uh and then below that is probably maggie and carol carol's up on tier two too right carol's
0: pretty low now she's sunk down a couple tiers now that her storyline is played out yeah yeah you might be right
1: although i i don't know that her storyline is completely played out we'll see sasha's below below tyrese michonne and glenn yeah i still now that bob's dead i, st- I i'm back to kind of not caring about her yeah i thought she was getting to be interesting and, and obviously that's weird The some of their two parts are better than the individual <laughs> like i <laughs> didn't care bob yeah. about him being alcoholic i didn't care about sasha being the sassy younger sister that's tougher than tyrese but when they started having some chemistry in those between those actors i was like oh yeah this is i'm i'm liking this yeah um Let's see, Alex said, I'm predicting that Daryl has come back to Rick's group with a member of the Alexander community where Beth is being kept, and that community will be taking their group in. Unless they make Alexandria a suburb of Atlanta, that just cannot happen. Yeah. Because we're still, you might not have known this, but if you look on the map, we're still hundreds and hundreds of miles away from there. Yeah, Daryl can't get there and back even on a chopper <laughs> or in the whatever weird ass car he jump started and took off in a Hyundai, yeah. Was it a Hyundai? I'm sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> Late model Hyundai. <laughs> uh I had I I've, I've got this pacing in but I don't have who sent it in. Okay. Do you, Are you familiar with Negan at all? Do you know what he looks like? Uh Doesn't he look kind of like the governor? <laughs> No, 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 he doesn't look okay. at all. He looks like then uh, no. I have no idea what he looks like. Um, he he looks kind of like uh, you know, like the governor's a scuzzy, like evil hippie, and Negan is kind of like a clean cut '50s biker dude. All right, I see him now. Um, he's bulky. Yeah, he's bulky, and in fact, shit, this picture is is not. Someone suggested that John Hamm would be an awesome. Uh, an awesome Negan.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. He'd have to
1: have to put on his intimidation face. I think he can do that, though. And also, like, if I... Because you can't play Negan straight up the way he is <laughs> in the comics because of... TV uh, won't allow it. Yeah, the, te- the you know, uh, the, you just can't. You can't have that kind of language. And my idea was, what if it's the reverse? What if he's, like, ultra polite? And the way he speaks, he's ultra brutal you know he's 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 talking it clean walking it mean mm. john ham would fit that clean cut image but also could bring the rage and brutality mm-hmm. i would and and he's, sure, he's in the amc stable he's going to be done with madmen I, I i i really like that that call so whoever sent that in that's a brilliant casting suggestion that's about all i got for this week man also potential henry rollins <laughs> yeah Yeah? Yeah. If you were were making this on HBO, he would be damn near perfect. Sure. All right. Uh, Is that all we got? That's all
0: we got, man. Okay, cool. Uh, Then we're out of here. Yeah, see you next week. See you.